Hello, listeners. This is your host, Lauren O'Brien, and you guys are, as usual, maybe, listening to Black Sheep and Bad Apples, the podcast yeah. where we go ahead and uh, script a little story out for you, a little something from history, some uh, fascinating information. And we do all that while we're sober, but we deliver it in various states of inebriation. And I, in case I didn't mention it, I'm Lauren O'Brien, your co-host this evening. And I would like to thank, first and foremost, Mr. Sean, our producer man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For uh, hosting us. How you feeling, baby? Pretty spunky. Yeah. I, it seems like a good, energized crowd tonight. Yeah, me too. And our other co-host of the evening will be Mr. Sam Wise Gamgee. Spunky as well. Spunky Sam. Different way. Sam, you have to talk in the mic now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's right. what we're dealing with today. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, and as I said, I am the co-host this evening, and I would like to thank everybody for being here and all you guys at home listening. And tonight's host, I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to, is Mr. Joe Daisy. 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 All right. Well, I'm here to talk about something. Um, that's very close to my interest today. This is like, like, so, like legitimately my favorite type of story that's out there. We're going to do a cryptid story. Oh, yeah. But it's not just any cryptid story. Have any of you guys ever heard of uh, John Keel? No. The name, but I don't have any He, he wrote a, a very famous book called uh, The Mothman Prophecy. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Rings a bell. So, um, like, uh, and are the Mothman. The Mothman. We are not talking about oh. the Mothman okay. today, but we are talking about a thing that John Keel calls the phenomenon. Hmm. Isn't that a music artist? Yes. But this is a different phenomenon. Yeah. Okay. The way uh, John Keel describes it, the way we're going to this podcast is. Um, it's the way that I believe this. That uh, like when it comes so down to so this is your story about this. This is this is a theory that I very much believe in. Okay. Like, but uh, like we will go through all the different theories that this story could possibly be too. But I, I wanna I'm I'm gonna lead you into this because I want you all on my side. All right. So basically, well, I don't like for from the beginning. I don't like that you're trying to brainwash me. Oh, I am. And our yeah, listeners. Yeah. Well, it's about but a monster. I am oddly on your side already. <laughs> yeah, it's so about I think a it's monster. <laughs> I washed my brain before we got here. Oh, good, yeah, good. Yeah. Join yeah. us. You should join, wash it every join day. Join us. Join the others. Come, join us. Ah, so the, the the theory that uh, uh, John Keel has is that the, uh, what he calls the phenomenon is not just uh, one thing. It, it's an overall umbrella that. That um, so it's an umbrella. It's, a, it's an umbrella. <laughs> umbrella <that> term. Keith, <laughs> that uh, it, it brings over everything <laughs> under high strangeness. Uh, high strangeness. So he keeps it under everything from cryptids to UFOs to ghosts. His big thing is we are all uh, like feeling this one phenomenon and filtering it differently through our perspective. Okay. Ah, 
okay. So I, 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 I uh, the, because there is a lot of different ways we can, uh, like, especially cryptids. We, uh, you, there's a lot of ways you could see a lot of these different things. Yeah, kind of like how some people are like Sasquatch is an animal versus he's an interdimensional being. Would, exactly. Would you define cryptids? A cryptid is an animal that we uh, that we believe is entity. out there, but we don't. Uh, it's an it's not an entity because like a cryptid is an actual physical animal. Okay. That we uh, we don't um, we're not able to pinpoint exactly know exactly what it is, Do but we have it no is no physical evidence of it actually existing yet. People believe it. From a chupacabra to a Mongolian bigfoot, death Mongolian death worm. Like, there's a lot of different types of cryptids out there. Loch Ness. But yeah. also like um, yes. the Norwal. Yes. <laughs> the Norwal was a cryptid until we found it. The um, oh shit. The like uh, the the um, gray uh, the gray like uh, gorilla the, the that big giant one like, like that was a cryptid until we found it. Like th there were. Um, like when when you go down to like uh, like Bigfoot and all, there were like primates in every other continent, and America is actually one of the only ones where we don't have a native cryptid that lives here. Or so we native, don't native ape. We we don't have a native ape. Native oh yeah native ape. Oh okay. But like when it comes down to it, like that could be our native ape. It could be the Bigfoot. Like that's what they, Matt, they, these I, find, I, I like the story of like find evidence like, <laughs> of apes. We eventually find, you know, things if they exist, and they're as large as a goddamn seven foot tall ape. I yeah, like, yeah, I, but but like uh, I mean, elephants bury their dead. Like uh, there, there's a lot of different things that like, like point to like tons of fossil evidence of elephants. And mammoths and stuff like that. We because we saw them while they're alive. Evidence of Bigfoot. Well, maybe this story will uh, like prove you differently. Like, let's go back. I don't back. think anything is going to prove me differently. Do, on, do, do. No <laughs> on this segment, I'll prove Sam differently. Well, we're not talking about Bigfoot today. We're, 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 we're talking, talking about, about the like, phenomenon and not the and, artist. Well, it could be also a link that uh, brings us from our cryptids to our skies. That, that's what I think of this story as. Cryptids to our what? Cryptids to our skies. It's that link that brings the, the alien to our cryptid. It, it, like, it's that middle ground. That, that's you know why... What? I am. I have thoroughly no fucking idea what you're talking about right yeah, now, and yeah. it's pissing me off a little oh, bit. Yeah. And I, you just, you are baiting me so bad. Oh, yeah. I am fucking champing. Well, you are touching yourself, and I don't like that. But well, wait, wait, I've got to do something to stimulate myself because yeah, well, I just can't and, and take. That's why the, I keep going because I feel like you're gonna put back eventually. You're being and a little cock tease. You're right. being a little cock tease. Right. I don't appreciate it. So how about this? Fine. The year is 1952. It's, we're right on the edge of a giant UFO flap. Have you ever, uh, guys ever heard of a UFO flap? No. It's a, a term used for a, um, a, a long period of a lot of UFO... Uh, sightings. Like, well, a lot of UFO sightings. And yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, That's exactly what yeah. we said. But it, it, what it basically... <laughs> my... my my big thing with the, the study that they had here is there was, in 1952, there was 1,501 um, UFO sightings reported. How many? 
1,501 sightings reported. So there, there might have been more, but these were the ones that were reported to the, the Project Blue Book like, like sightings that uh, like, like we have found later on. And It'd this was cool if it was 1,502 <laughs> in 1952. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what like I love like I, I like to think that one. That last one is the Flatwood Monster, <laughs> and that's what we're talking about today. The Flatwood Monster. The Flatwood Monster. I'm already nervous. Oh, the Flatwood Monster. He is my favorite. It sounds terrible. I'm so already depressed. You guys have never heard of it before? No. Okay, that, that, that makes this a no, lot easier. My ex-wife called me Wait. that once, but I didn't know what she meant by so it. So we're, what are we, we're talking about UFOs? In 1952, are we talking about... Sam, he's trying to lead you. Yeah, lead I'm, you I'm bringing you there, man. You, you just, just just stay along. Just, just, no patience, uh, baby. Uh, Sit back. Here, uh, 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 listen, Marty. Just hold my hand and like, let, let's walk through this. Da, 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 and then, like, da, 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 yeah. Touch me. So, it's September 12th, 1952. 7 p.m. in Flatwoods, West Virginia. A group of kids around... Like, there was probably between four and six. But the problem with this story is you hear this story from the kid's perspective. So there, there's a lot of varying, like, stories with mm. it. But um, for the most part, they stay pretty accurate for the main story. The kids were around 10 to 14 years old. And they see this strange flashing light shooting through the sky. It looks like it's pulsing and it ends up landing or crashing in a farm uh, like right by their house. So they get all super excited, and they start running towards it. Seems smart. Yeah, I mean, it's the 50s. They don't have any TV or anything, so that's, that's what you're going to do. Like, so they end up like going uh, like past um, one of the kids' house, and he picks up his mom, and uh, the mom feels her whole house shake, and she ends up going on the trip, too. The mom's a little worried, so she brings um, the two neighbors over. And uh, one of them, Lemon, and the other, Nunley. Lemon is a 17-year-old National Guard. Le uh, Lemon decides to bring his uh, dog, too. They all go into the woods like a fun caravan, like a, an amazing 70s movie of a bunch of kids going to find a UFO. Right. It, it, it sounds great. Now, so this is like Stand By Me. Oh, it, yeah, it's, it's exactly like that. Or, or also the premise to Earthbound. Meets Third mm -hmm. Encounter, or... Close Encounters plus Third Encounter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and if you guys haven't played it, Earthbound is a really fun... I believe it was a, a Nintendo game. And it was about, essentially, this story where, where a meteor lands on this, like, next to this kid's house, and he goes out with four of his friends, and they go on this Stand By Me thing and it's a really fun game it's you super hard though find a dead body or like, yeah <laughs> you guys want to go see a dead body so uh, like this is when um i'm i'm gonna bring in uh, my, my favorite character of the story gary baker now gary old baker gary is baker. old gary yeah like, so gary you, is who gary. exactly who you think he is I fucking love Gary. Yeah, it, he like has he a, a tie that's way too short. He has a big belly. Like, oh, like Gary Baker. But like Gary, and he talks like this. Gary's the guy who pieces this whole story together. 
He's the brains behind the operation every time. Oh, Matt yeah. Gary Baker. He, um, he becomes a very prolific UFO writer. He's been, uh, like, he wrote multiple books on different sort of, like, sightings. Most of them centered around this conflict right here. Most of them around the Flatwoods monster. But, like, his big thing was he thought that, um, he thought this creature wasn't just a creature. He thought this creature was the UFO him, uh, itself. So this creature's body came Bumblebee? hurtling through space? Bumblebee oh, yeah, tuna? Bumblebee. No, Bumblebee, Bumblebee from Transformers. Yum, yum. Yeah. I think, of, um, I think of the Men in Black where the guy had the little alien inside his head. Right. Mm. That, that's, that's my like, the whole interpretation of the whole thing. Right. But, but so like, I, I'm getting B, a little ahead of get, myself. Get Gary B's... Yeah, I mean, first we were collecting our... We were putting the crew together. Yeah. And then we got into the woods. Well, Where'd we go from here? Well, there, there's a... Uh, yeah. Honestly, like, I'm sketchy about Gary B right now. He, he's not somebody that you should trust because he's a UFO writer, but, like, he's somebody that... It's a fun... It's a fun lark to go down his it, path. Maybe he got the alien in his brain. Maybe he is the alien. <gasps> Dude, he's trying to tell us the truth. Tell us the truth. But <laughs> a, after, after Gary really got into that's it, he, he found that um, the, the guy Neil and uh, Lemon, they, they were the ones that had the most credi credible story. So I, I'm going to go basically with what they had to say. Like, a lot of the other people, they don't contradict exactly what they say, but it's not, like, um, I'll, I'll come across it when, when we, uh, we get to that point. Also, I, I just listened to, like, a three-hour podcast about the Flatwoods before I came here, so I'm sure there's, like, like random things that are going to pop into my head. You're going to interrupt like, yourself. Well, like, that was wrong compared to what I just heard, and, like, that's just going to be me fighting with myself, I guess, so... That's the thing about cryptids. Nobody knows the whole truth about them. And even if you think you do, you're still fighting yourself about it. Oh, yeah. So this is Nunley's story. Fuck. Nunley and Lemon led their group up, up across the site. They see this massive, glowing, fireish orb that's slowly getting dimmer and dimmer as they look at it. Then a strange mist starts to appear around the facility where they're at. The smell smelled something like exhaust fumes and burning metal. Also, later on, they describe it like uh, when they describe it to other people, they said that it smells a lot like mustard gas. Hmm. So Lemon also tries to bring his dog up the area. He, he sends his dog up in front of him. As soon as the dog touches the mist, his tail goes between his legs, and he doesn't even run to Lemon. He runs home. Like, the saddest thing about the story to me is that dog died later on. Like, it, oh. it was something like that serious. Like, it, and like, I heard it once, and then I didn't hear it again for a while, and then I actually looked up the, the guy's history, and he, he says the dog died. So that's why I'm going by that. But fucking I am legend. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's like people could die all day. Once a dog dies, I don't like, like it. Like it makes me want to John Wick this whole bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just, 
all he was trying was to protect. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so when they get about 50 feet from it, they, uh, they hear this kind of clattering in the woods. The, the trees are like kind of moving and Lemon shines his flashlight like where he hears the clattering and he sees it like when it, it like appears all the light is is two red eyes it, it's like the light is absorb it's like the creature is absorbing the light like he said like you can't make out too much from it all you see like the way they describe it was a uh, a big red dome with two red glowing eyes in it their head was almost in the shape of a, um, an ace of spade. Like they said the big spade with the, the kind of the, like the point going off their mm. head. Now, this monster was known as the Braxton County Monster, the Phantom Monster, the Green Monster. Even though but, it had an orange head? Well... They found the rest of the body to be green, like the uh, like the leaves and the grass around uh, it. The body? Yeah. But they the body, body, the body was different than you would describe a regular body. They described it as about 15 feet tall, with about a round head, two glowing red eyes, like I said. But the lights, uh, but Pretty the much eyes. Describe my mom. The <laughs> eyes beamed a uh, a reddish greenish orangish glow and lit up the whole uh, like area around it but that didn't happen until mom. they uh, shine the light on it hmm. so they said once they uh, like shine the light on it they said it just lit up like a christmas tree they said like the bottom was green like, they said it, it, it projected like an aura of a light or a smoke around it he said like he said it looked like he was wearing a hood at that point, too. And, but the, the people, as soon as they saw it, they said they saw it for a matter of seconds before it lunged for them, hissing, and they all ran away. And this is one of my That's favorite... That's pretty cool. Not at all scary. Oh, my favorite part was the documentary I watched where they interviewed the, the mom that went up there. And uh, it was her just being like... Um, yeah, I, I decided that it, it, was, uh, it was not friendly, and uh, there was a, a, a big fence behind me, and I, I just leaped it and started running. And then it cuts to the kid. And Wait, the kid, so they had crossed a fence? It, it was, well, it, it was like a fence out here. It, it was just like a, like a cattle fence where they just kind of had to move it out. A little, like they could open it and move it, but right. then they had their back up against it while they were watching this happen. Gotcha. So then that happened. Instead of opening the fence, it like, seems like they just kind of bounced over it. But uh, one of the, the kids, because like, they were only like 10, 11 years old, and the kid was just like, I was young enough to like, I could just go underneath the fence. But I looked over and Miss, I think her name was Miss May. She was already 10 feet down the way. She must have jumped over like way before I even saw it. And she was just gone. <laughs> she was just ready to leave. Jesus Christ. Fuck these kids. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> but all the kids, they, they had the same uh, like basic uh, like view of the creature. When they said it didn't, it didn't jump forward, it glided forward. It, it just slowly slid towards them. It, it, it hissed at them, and 
it's what it had was hands was flailing towards them, but there was no actual kind of like, um, it was a very smooth transition. So they, they get back to the house, they, they run all the way home, they find their dogs cowering under the decks, the, the, the dogs are all terrified. And then um, all the kids uh, report sore throats, sore uh, like noses, and convulsions for the next week from the, sm uh, the smoke. They're all not feeling good at, at, like, at all. They're, they're throwing up and they even like that night, they call the, um, the, the sheriff department and they get them to come down to the facility. But that same night, they happen to have two uh, aircrafts down in the same area of Flatwoods, Florida, or Flatwoods, um, what is it? North Carolina? <laughs> I was just about to Oh, ask West you. Virginia. West Virginia. But um, the, like, that, that's the, like, I think a very, like, it's a small town. They have two sheriffs to their disposal, and there's three aircrafts down in that area. So they don't have any opportunity to send anybody out there. So what the sheriff does is he calls a journalist, a journalist that he knows that like fought in a, fought in some war, World War Two, probably yeah, and seven years before, and sends them to be the the person on the line, interview the people, and, and like figure out what's going on. You know, I disagree with Sam. I think it might have been the Iraq War. Hmm. The Korean War? When was uh, I was going with World War II because it sounds like somebody found some Nazi uniform stuff. <laughs> well, and then just went out in the woods and was like, it's, <laughs> not, <laughs> it's not lost on me. When did you say this? all these alien sightings start happening? Well, this was in 52, late, but it was after a two-year uh, long span late, of a late lot 40s, of... Late yeah, 40s. Late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. Right? So just... That's the flat. After, within reason... If you consider, you know, the speed of light and energy in the universe, um, that's, uh, you know, this happened seven months uh, or seven years and one month after we dropped uh, both bombs on Japan, which happened not too long after we fucking actually figured out how to do that anyway. Well, the, um, so, like, know, some, like, actually, if anything this was going to be a candle in the fucking darkness, uh, it'd be like, thermonuclear explosions a for sure. very interesting ufo sighting that happened days before this happened was at um the the oak uh the oak perch oh wait no what secret fucking uh, what what oak happened ridge national laboratory oak ridge. in tennessee in tennessee that, and it, it's one of the biggest uh, nuclear facilities in the country. Right. And that was, uh, like, 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 days before this happened, a UFO was, uh, like, seen flying over Oak Ridge towards Flat Ridge area. And it really goes into that, that whole, uh, like... What kind of aircraft were, were down in, in... They in never found any of them. But they knew that they were down, so they knew what kind of planes had gone missing. 
and gone down, what no, kind they, of planes were they? They knew something went down on American soil, and they, they like shut down the whole area to like research the, the three sightings. And I thought you was, said the three or two planes had gone down. Well, no, like that's what the police were saying to people. Oh, I see. The police were saying that, that they're, they're researching some planes that went down, but you like still to this day we have no like no aircraft was ever discovered, no people were ever oh, discovered. No one's no one can connect it to. Oh well, Doctor Smith and his Cessna crashed here and went missing. And that makes sense. They didn't. Yeah, and there's no any, plane parts. They didn't come up with any evidence. Do you guys remember what Project Blue Book is? Ooh, mm. that one sounds no, really familiar too. You probably this is probably all shit you've mumbled at us yeah. while you're drunk. So Project Blue Book <laughs> is um, the from I, I believe it was nineteen forty Dr. Kelly. Nineteen forty seven to nineteen sixty nine was a, a, a U.S. Air Force uh, project that was going on that was going, uh, like, looking up UFOs. And, uh, like, during the big infra info dump that was just dumped in the last couple of years, we, yeah, we yeah. got all the information on that. Oh, that's right, yeah. That, that's where, yeah. Like, when we finally, uh, like, everything got de uh, declassified, and we know what Project Blue Book is now. And, uh, I mean... Did that happened earlier this year? Uh, we oh, figured... that's where all that... We found out more that's from this where year. The, yeah. That, that okay. really goddamn convincing footage... And from the fighter jets with the... Yes, the Tic Tac. The, the Tic Tac thing. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. they call it Tic Tac UFO. And when and you look at it... stuff, too. And, and that was... Um, so one of the theories that I really enjoy about UFOs, and it's a very simple one, is that, uh, that Roswell, that, that big crash that we all know and love and that, that's in all of our uh, like it's a, minds. all of our hearts. Yeah. Hearts and minds, people. I, I believe that that was a satellite from another, uh, another planet that was looking for life. I, I think that, like, that was their way of going out and testing waters. I, I think they, they saw that there was life available on this planet. Well, we can, see, we can see ourselves across vast distances to see that there is a planet around a star somewhere and, and start to get an idea of maybe it's close enough to the star or not to be in what we call that gr the green band. Yeah, or the, or the Goldilocks zone. The Goldilocks, that's it, yeah. right? Well, and, and um, then you get into a thing of being like, well, we don't have the technology to get us there in the right amount of time, so maybe we could s send a scout or something in front of us to get, like our satellites do, and bring us information on what's going on. Right. Hmm. It's it'd be <clears throat> difficult to accelerate a human body in any reasonable amount to send it vast distances, but a chunk of silicone and metal yeah is, you know can handle the g's of because it's the it's the acceleration and deceleration both directions unless we're outside of conventional physics you know what i mean and there's some technology that we have yet to discover about that allows you to travel um instantaneously or f much faster you know uh ftl faster than light um, but we don't yet have those things, so I'm not going to assume that even like a space probe from an alien civilization 
is doing anything other than using conventional but, physical, you know, like yeah, travel. Yeah, exactly. Newtonian so, and Einsteinian travel. So if uh, during Roswell, if a, uh, a, like a, like a different planet was able to send a satellite or something to research another planet, it would be roughly a hundred years before they could start like bringing stuff out there and, and really start kind of not terraforming, but like visiting and really, especially if you realize that it's filled with life. How do you, how do you know like a hundred years? How do you come I, up with I'm that? I'm just guessing. I, like two I'm, generations uh, like that, in my mind. That, like, generation of an alien species? Like I feel like yeah. we're just making a lot of assumptions right now. We totally are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but since we don't have any answers, all, like all this is assumptions. Yeah, this is all speculation. So in my theory, the, um, the aliens sent out a satellite in um, uh, like during Roswell they find out this planet is filled with life, and instead of like like coming like, aggressive life, yeah, instead of like, like shooting oh, off no. and coming here right away, they slowly figure out how to uh, like get there. You you get another ten years, you have the Flatwood Monster. You you have these other scouts coming out and checking what it is. When did Roswell happen? I think forty six. Uh, like, like, I'm I'm not too sure. I don't know. That's a complete guess. So, uh, I guess I could just look that up. Yeah, yeah, you, you could. Yeah, speak to the oracle. Well, the, the big thing about that I was bringing up Project Blue Book about was Project Blue Book researched the Flatwood Monster when it happened. It, it sent people out there. It, it uh, found out that there was a meteorite flying across uh, our country at that point. It said that it did crash around that time, but there is no point. Yeah. There is no point where the um, the crater hit. There is no crater from that meteorite. When did uh, Roswell happen? In forty-seven, mid mid nineteen forty-seven. Very close. Um, <laughs> very good. But like. Uh, That's not too far after, you know, that's like less than two years after. No, but that, that's also, oh, here, yeah. You know what I mean? And then another five years later. I mean, two, five years, that's not very long if you consider interstellar distances. But You know but, what I mean? That's how long it took Voyager to get to Saturn. Or yeah. Something. You know what I mean? Two and if, years, they, if they can't like travel at the speed of light speed, like that's how long that they're traveling. So it, like if they sent out another crew at, like right after their uh, first satellite hit during Roswell, it would show up around Flatwood monster time. Depending where they where? are. By <laughs> what? I mean at the speed of light, no, they're saying that they're not at the speed of light. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, at the speed of light, nothing's arriving anytime soon. No. Yeah. So it, it's know? taking time to get there. We're, they're figuring out things, especially if it's a craft with one being on it that could barely land on the surface. Like, that seems like a like Spudnik mission. It seems like a mission of like, these guys being like, all right, we know this planet has life. Let's uh, let's Does it see have what kind air. Of, yeah, Do, and, and like 
like a, a creature like that, it look it feels like it's terraforming yeah, the area can, can around you. Them. I just how can you imagine how advanced you would have to be a a, a society of int- intelligent species would have to be to fucking shoot a thing like the distances we're talking about. Mm, yeah, and like to have it come here and land here anyway just doesn't seem like. It would be some janky fucking alarm clock with a driver. You know what I mean? Like it. Well, I mean, it just doesn't seem like it would be a thing that would crash, especially. Well, well, that's what our that if it's, Well, and, and I yeah, think but I our think spaceships don't hear me travel out. Fast, yeah, like, well, what I'm saying is, is things happen. So. Things happen all the time, and like machines that are built with the utmost, uh, you know, uh, quality, still go to shit sometimes. You know, as Joe was saying, like rocket launches sometimes don't go the best even fucking elon musk's uh little rocket thing when it came back uh crashed on the pad you know it's like shit fucking happens even with the smartest people and yeah and i maybe maybe it created this we monster. we are fucking big hairless monkeys like we yeah. i don't think we get you're pretty get, hairy we you are pretty hairy. Get to yet I think you're the most monkey as, like, out of us. A, truly a spacefaring race. Like we're yeah, I'm not. We're barely past flinging rocks. Like I mean, we landed that. that was it? I guess on Saturn or something like that. We landed the whatever the thing on it. Not stuff. on Saturn. But it was on one one of the oh, gas, one of the, those. It was either Saturn or Jupiter, moon? but I don't know. We landed. Oh, we dropped that probe into Jupiter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, right. That's and they cool. landed on it and stuff, but they there was no... Yes, they did. I'll look up the which planet it was and what satellite during break or something like that. Yeah, but we landed on all... one of the planets, and the whole point was is they knew that they couldn't come back from it. There was no way that they could come back from this, but they knew that they could land, and before the thing got destroyed, that they could get some intel and photos, yeah. and that's where we figured out that there was like water and ice on and not mars it's like saturn or jupiter i remember the the picture the images from or jupiter that they saturn. got from the probe that the satellite dropped into jupiter and but like yeah we don't know what happened to that probe past a certain the point atmosphere yeah. to a certain point because the atmosphere is so fucking caustic on jupiter that it would probably destroy everything yeah so let's get back to the story though Fuck that. I want to argue about science more. No, we are arguing about science. The Flatwood Monster is science. Science. <laughs> science. 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 Oh, science. Well, oh. before I get into my favorite story about the Flatwood Monster, I do want to recognize that there is a place in Sutton, uh, West, uh, West Virginia, that has a uh, Flatwood Monster Museum. Oh shit! They uh, they recognize awesome. it as the their state monster. Hell yeah! Or their city monster, I guess it is, because Mothman yeah, is their state monster. Mothman. That's the thing that um, this also might be how Mothman got on our planet. So that's the um, the next little step that we're going to be taking. Into you're gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna leave us hanging while we go to commercials. Oh yeah, I'm gonna. You hang out there. Uh, like that kitty waiting for a good day. You gotta understand how irritated that makes me. I love that you're just a little cop tease about it. And break. Thank you for listening. And now a word from our sponsors. 
This podcast was brought to you by Fourth Corner, supporting independent entertainment, music, and no-pants parties in the Trinity County area since 2016. The makers of the Lasso Hammer are happy to introduce you to our new product, the Rugged Lasso Hammer. With a steel reinforced rope and a stainless steel lead-infused hammerhead. Any man who knows his way around a construction site is going to use one of these. With high tensile strength and an aerodynamic design. It's fun for the whole family, even the kids. And you bring it to a construction site, you're going to really nail it. The Rugged Lasso Hammer. Swing it. Nail it. Rugged Lasso Lasso Hammer. Wonton pickup available in quarter ton, half ton, wonton. Come pick up your wontons at wonton pickup. Well, come visit me down here at Pick and Pulled Pork. Whether you need some carbs or a carburetor, we got it here at Pick and Pulled Pork. Or Sid Seafood and Shake Shack in the driveway next to Dave's place, Unit 347. Whispering Pines Trailer Park Food Court. Smack down on some delicious grub. Closed once a week for Monday Night Raw. Located off of Highway 76, Beale Street, exit 47, left of the Texco, then a right, a half a mile past the Bill Murray Memorial Park, next to the bridge. If you hit the clam, you've gone too far. Discreet Cleaners is your choice for confidential cleaning. We'll clean your carpet, room, backseat, or trunk, house, condo, apartment, boat, limo, or bathtub, with stains including blood, brains, guts, bones, piss, shit, Vomit, cum, chocolate, and other stains including dirt and mud, wax candles, rose petals, broken glass, and Dear John letters. Discreet Cleaners, we're here for you. Solid Foundation Survival Bible Fitness Summer Camp for Youth. Where we teach your kids to swim through the flood and outrun the plague. We walk on water with our new core program. We'll teach them to shoot, garden, hunt, skin, gut, and can all their own food. T-shirts are available at sfsbfscfy.gov. You can order the Solid Foundation Survival Bible Fitness Summer Camp for Youth Manual at sfsbfscfy.gov. Log on to Solid Foundation Survival Bible Fitness Summer Camp for Youth to get 15% off on all tickets to all three days of the Christian Fest's He Is Written Tour. Solid Foundation Survival Survival Bible Fitness Summer Camp for Youth. Ready for revelations? Now you will be. Thank you for listening to our fake sponsors. If you like what you've heard, like, subscribe, and share. It all helps. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now that we have gone through... The, the beginning of the Flatwood Monsters story. I have uh, shown you guys the first picture of them. You guys saw them? Yes. Yeah. This is the picture that the children drew of him when, um, when this happened. This is he the same picture since then. looks ridiculous. 12 feet tall. He looks like a Dalek, but... Yeah. Well, like, the thing that well, I didn't like mention before a... is he doesn't have feet. He's floating. Like, that, that's a big thing, I think, that I definitely forgot to do. Yeah, but. he's like a Vidalic and a Cyberman. And, and this is uh, yeah. the same thing. For the listeners, if they want to look up a picture of the Flatwood Monster, you can Google Flatwood Monster. And <laughs> Google his, that shit. History.com's, yeah. uh, it looks like a hand 
like a hand drawn. That that was picture. from the kids who saw it in the. Oh day. wow! Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why you see the person next to it for scale. <laughs> yeah, so, but but check it out on uh, history.com's Flatwood. It's a. Uh, but um, how would you describe? Well, what do you guys think he looks like? A Dalek? Uh, yeah. a uh, Sam does not think he looks like a Dalek. So what do you think he looks like? Uh, man, I don't know. Just like. I'm going with. You're very helpful, man. That is cool. Let I'm gonna go with like, again. <clears throat> I I'm gonna realize I was gonna have to fucking critique this shit. I'm going with like gambling nun. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, well. Like what you would see the nun at late night in Deadwood. It also. I mean, it looks like some sort of robot, and it looks like. I mean, that the the dress thing makes me think that you just didn't see it correctly. If this. That, that's actually priest, very true. Like, if, yeah. if, the, if we're just presuming as a thought experiment that this thing is real. It, it, looks, it, it looks to me like a... Like I would a, have to say somebody fucked up and they, their brain couldn't actually comprehend whatever they saw down here below this uh, metal, clearly robotic, metal, clawed, fucking handed robot body. Well, the very interesting thing is the, the mother, when she was describing it, she kept saying from the waist down, look like a pleated skirt, but then kept saying over and over again, but it wasn't. I just don't have any other way to describe what it looks like. Right. So like to her, it was a cylinder going down with that. That was kind of um, pleated. pleated. Yeah, like a pleated color. So it had it, some pattern to it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Some specific matrix of elements that allows you to, when energized with this particular <laughs> type of battery, to float and be creepy. Yeah, to me it looks like a like a Tim Burton uh, made a, made a, a a marionette or a, a puppet on the strings, you know. And then it looks like he made the Iron Giant uh, wear a skirt. Oh, Vin Diesel. And then had had like put put like a, a very pointed tipped leaf behind it with the, the yeah, tip end pointing up. Yeah. And then it's got like this like this kind of just like school marm dress thing going on. And I it, do like it's this. like twice the height of the human with like the glowing eyes of the iron. I do giant. like this it's spade, pretty cool this actually. Spade kind of top and yeah, stuff. It feels like a big hood that he can just kinda of like push up. Uh, yeah, I imagine it is a dome behind him. Yeah. Or maybe it's not that at all. Maybe it's some sort of aura being projected from around. I was going to say, or an organ. This way, or an organ, like a penis or a lung. Well, and it could be because <laughs> they, were, they were in a forest. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were in the forest. So what I kind of presume from maybe this quick interaction of seeing something that was very visually bright and in a dark area is the like kind of the aura thing and i picture the spade over the head which looks like a hood or something like that is more of like an aura that the light goes between the trees so it, it, it kind of mm. makes like if i were to flash something at you and you were in a dark room and then i flashed a, an image at you really quick you're only your eyes are only going to intake so much mm -hmm. that it's going to kind of shape some things that you will remember but maybe weren't actually the shape of the character right. or just yeah. the flash there were of some shape, just you know? tree branches in yeah the that might have created the aura and then would leave out the feet because you're not focused but on they the had feet. a clear line of sight on this whole thing no you said it was in the trees it was in the trees right. and right, as soon as they saw it they turned around and ran away right. i've got they a only saw it for a i've got bit. a conspiracy theory about this you're this crazy. thing rocketed through the sky 
just the way it was in that picture. But then when it landed, it tried to land on its feet and broke him. Oh, yeah. Okay, busted ass ankle theory. Busted ass ankle theory. And then just started floating around. I mean, floating around because that's what they do. I have seen an owl that I flashed a light on in the middle of the woods that was like six feet away from me on a tree branch screaming at me. Well, screamed at me when I flashed the light that on it. Is and then the I very quickly ran away and all I have is this shocking image of some crazy thing that I know was an owl, but the image in my head is not of an it's owl. It's so spooky. But if, but if there had been like a shadowy tree just below and in front of the yeah. branch <laughs> and all you saw was the like head and like the wings as it was just putting them, stretching them up to be scary or something, but you didn't, all you saw was this crazy head now and the, the weird shadow body, which was actually a bush. That is the old, number one theory right. of what the Flatwood Monsters is. You guys came to it naturally. Is, <laughs> it, is that it it's is a that. fucking owl doing this? Like, <laughs> right. It is, Big but, old round face. They shine a light at it. Its red glowing eyes are reflecting the fucking flashlight. So to um, <laughs> discredit <Thoughts>. that is uh, <laughs> there's one more very big story of the Flatwoods Monster. And this is where I think it gets very, very interesting. Okay. So this is, uh, this is an encounter of a couple who's going on their ride with their, uh, going on a drive with a baby. And they're not really going anywhere in particular. They're just going for a ride. When for no, no reason, their car just shuts down. Which is a very big sign. A lot of UFO sightings. Episode it happens one a lot. Yeah. Right. So he goes out there and he goes and he looks at the car. He, looks, he checks the battery. He sees nothing wrong. And then just like uh, Lemon in the first story, he, he hears a rustling in the woods and shines a light in the woods. But he sees a different creature this time. This time, this creature is the same from the waist down. But from the waist up, it's a reptilian humanoid creature. This is one of the first sightings of a reptilian humanoid creature in uh, like our lore that we can like trace back to. That's fucking cool. So it, the the what he said he saw was it wasn't a skirt to him. He said it looked like a a, a jet turbine engine facing down with hoses and stuff coming off of it a mist coming out of the machine while from the waist up was a reptilian creature with two long arms with just two fingers on each hand god damn yeah fuck that yeah noise. as soon as he sees it I he runs back into the car he can't get the car started again so he's just him and his wife are watching this creature float to the car and he touches the, the hood of the car, and it burns a V straight into the primer. They have no idea what happened. He, like, he just looks at it and just floats away. Doesn't do anything to people. Like 15 minutes later, the car starts running, and they get out of there as fast as they can. Jesus Christ. So, so how, how far after um, the initial reports... Two days. The, this is the, like two days after the, the big thing happened. And so the, the, that, come, that begs the question, if this creature that the people saw in the first, first sighting 
was just a spacesuit. And it was something of somebody coming out of a, uh, like a, a ship or something and not knowing if everything was, like, if the atmosphere, if they could breathe. They, like, they, uh, they, like, later on when they re-questioned them, they said that the, the creature kind of looked like it was wearing a, uh, a bell suit. Like, uh, like the old scuba suits, like the big metal one that you see in the beginning of Scooby-Doo. Or, the, or like uh, from 10,000 Leagues. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they said it looked something more the like that. suit, those old, yeah. So, the, like, it, it might, uh, like, this initial reaction, like, he could have been terraforming the area around them, trying to get it to something where he could take off his mask and know if it was safe or not and then interacting with the people. But that would kind of feel a very aggressive to if that gas was poisonous to you and you kind of just got scared away from a, like, a weird little creature running towards you. Or, like, maybe the gas didn't, doesn't have anything to do... Like, if, hmm. if you have a report of this thing without a suit on, breathing atmosphere, floating around, whatever... Um, you said it was producing gas. They saw it producing a mist. They, yeah, they said the mist. Like both times, they said they saw the mist uh, appearing from it. And I feel like the I'll mist go. has something to do with with the the equipment part. Not not necessarily has to do with the thing being able to breathe our atmosphere or not but well there there's it could be um it could be part of the equipment you, it could also just, be you would just wear a breather a breather apparatus that makes the most sense it's the most logical yeah unless it was something in the ship that broke that it, it just started spraying out like, like it could also be exhaust fumes from just like descending right that's yeah. what i'm thinking that this thing produces this mist to move around part of its its mo mo mobile there's also a theory that we haven't brought up at all saying or that maintaining the, the, the gravity in in its local space or something yeah like that or the gas it, starts at all it, it's a gas that gives you hallucinations i was gonna say the next time i decide to drive out to the woods with my girlfriend and my car overheats <laughs> emitting a large amount of fumes from the hood Start and coughing. i'm really panicking because i ate some drugs <laughs> and that was the whole reason why we went out to the woods I'm calling the newspaper and reporting everything that I say. <laughs> that goes down as to, you uh, should. John Keel. That, that, that's what, like his whole thing is. It's a it's a mental it's a mental reaction that you have with somebody. It's not a physical a physical reaction. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's not technically what you're seeing. It's what you're projecting out. So and like that's a whole other way of looking at these creatures. Yeah. We could be willing these creatures into uh, our community. If you're uh, looking for an elephant in the clouds, you're probably going to find one. Yeah. yeah. Or the idea that something could exist by virtue of being believed in. That if if you take into it, like take the idea that like we are the ones creating our own reality. It's our minds that do that. Our entire perception of everything is generated in our heads. But like, so something being real, like how do I, how do you really know that you're holding that beer or is that just 
some idea that your brain has. It's kinetic energy, bro. It, it looks like <laughs> that. But we get, what, we're going to talk about the Kagado here? Like, uh, I think, therefore I am, like, brain in a vat shit? No. Well, I, I mean... People be... could, in theory, be creating these things just by thinking about them, by believing in them. Mm. And after a, a couple years of UFOs first getting into the collective consciousness... Could maybe enough people willing these UFOs push something into our reality? Right. And like, like that, I, I think that's all a- I'm saying is shit hasn't been the same since Harambe died. <laughs> oh, Harambe. That's all I'm saying. Shit has just gotten weird and shittier since Harambe. I want. I saw that meme about the like black sarcophagus being opened, and then like sure, we should just start bad. doing I want to know stuff that now. Actually. <laughs> They really did have, find some black sarcophagus in Egypt and then fucking opened it. You know? Yeah, like, at this point, I'm just saying open them all now because yeah. fuck it. Like, like what what could be worse? You know what? <laughs> I, I agree with you. Let's get it all out. Yeah, let's, let's flush all the <laughs> let's flush all this shit out. We know it's already gonna come. We know people are gonna like this year's already shit. Let's, Everybody's let's call it a shit year for apocalypse. So. Yeah, let's call it a shit year. Dive into it. Maybe like lean into it a little bit. Or and like then the 2021 started. might be better. But maybe just like a bunch of people, like, like we got the War of the Worlds in the 40s and all of that kind of stuff building, built into this UFO boom, just like all of us projecting how much we want the apo- apocalypse is willing this into exception. I don't too. want the apocalypse. <laughs> uh, there's a great science fiction like, set of books <laughs> by this author, Dan Simmons, uh, called Ilium and uh, Olymp- Olympus that takes on that that very concept that like if we can imagine something because you know reality is just constantly like splitting and um we're just on our timeline and every time there's a decision or something there's another timeline Mm -hmm. created like the infinite timeline theory um so in some far-flung future where all these like crazy ass things do really exist and humanity is almost non-existent hmm. because of it. I uh, like that. So it's, <laughs> you might want to check those you out. You guys, maybe that's the world that we live in where humanity is quote non-existent because <laughs> on another world, well, the, the like, cryptids haven't taken control. The matrix. The cryptids are in control. I'm just saying, of the like, if Wait, I we've suddenly all taken woke up and was in a fucking we'll like video we'll game we'll on like another both. reality, <laughs> and I wasn't a person, I, I wasn't a human, <laughs> I don't think I'd be overly shocked. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be like, "Oh my fucking god!" I'd be like, "Yeah, huh, that makes that sense. makes a lot more that, sense." Yeah. <laughs> you know that? That's what I'm saying. After this year, we're getting aliens, man. I don't know what exactly is going to happen, but I think we're getting. We're, we're well, getting it's good them. that we're getting man, aliens we because we also already. have Elon, a space force, we know buddy. Come on, fuck Elon, man. I... No, dude, we got a space force, buddy. We got a space force. <laughs> dude, I was really bring put... on, bring on the aliens. Fuck them. Space but space Marines. force is a military action out there in space. That's what I'm saying. Bring it on, aliens. <laughs> they got we'll space fuck you up. I just I want to take alien drugs. You like, tried nukes? Like, I want to take thing, alien right? drugs <laughs> and get alien hugs. But Clap you know they alien cheeks. They boof all their drugs. I'm cool with that. Yeah, well, that's yeah. it's right. because all aliens poop out their mouth, so it's like eating or boofing. It's the same deal. I I, know, I think that's really a, racist of you to say, Sam. Uh, not all aliens poop out of their mouth. I, think, I don't think it's racist, but it sure is xenophobic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but nailed it. 
nailed it. I just think we realized that all drugs are like they would get into the system faster or whatever, however you say that and stuff, yeah, yeah. if you boof it. I, I've taken and a weed suppository took that to a before, and it was They were like, of, oh, oh, you guys uh, kind of, bo- no, watch this drug boofed. Yeah. Boom. You Alien guys want some shit. weed suppositories. I'll hook you up, man. They, they are fucking intense. I, I didn't, like I didn't smoke AM. for a week. Good. <laughs> Just didn't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> alien shit. That's a... Uh, Joe's an alien. Oh, we are recording. Okay. Yeah, Joe, are you... Oh, okay. So we're going to keep going <laughs> with the story because there's more. <laughs> oh, really? I, 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 where that I, came from. I couldn't, I couldn't tell. Stay oh, tuned. Boy. All right. So like, I, I did bring up before, a couple days before this whole incident happened, there was a very big UFO sighting above the Oak Ridge National Laboratory. Right. There was also two other very big UFO sightings at that time. Were they also around nuclear? Well, one facilities? was the uh, the Wright Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio, and so the yes, and the other one sure, was that's, that's... over Washington D.C. and went straight down to Flatwoods from that area. You said uh, the. Right, Wright Brothers? Wright Patterson, Patterson Air Force oh, Base. Right. <laughs> the Wright Brothers, yes. <laughs> so like, those are like right around when that whole, like, whole thing happened. And when the UFO went over the White House, the story was that as soon as it got over the White House, it went directly south and went to West Virginia to uh, Baxton County, where the Flatwood town is. Oh. It went over the Flatwood town and just hovered the trees very slowly like it was looking for something and then just disappeared into the woods. Shit. So there are a couple other things that happened during the, um, the encounter that are kind of hard to piece together. They're like one-person stories. Like um, there was a what looked to, like to be two tracks going from where the, um, the, the craft supposedly landed to where the, um, the creature was spotted. This is also debated because um, there was a guy who lived like two farms over that would drive that road a lot. So it's kind of hard to tell if this, was, uh, this had to do with him like investigating that or if it was from the actual um, craft itself. But what they did find was a, um, a lot of a, a dark black substance that kind of looked like oil all over the facility. And as soon as that was brought up, the whole place was set under lockdown. They're like for the next three days, no one was allowed in or out. Like even the people that were like owned the facility. This also sounds like a lot of like UFO like kind of stuff. So like I take it with kind of a grain of salt. Yeah. But like um, the the one story from all of this that I really do really I, I like was when um, these. Oh yeah. <laughs> the uh, these people decided to um, hmm. these people or what a lot of other people consider the men in black of, of the community 
this this sighting has a men in black coming Vibe. here. Uh, well, uh, like two uh, two guys that were in suits that were trying to ask a lot of information. No one knows exactly what they're after. They only uh, talk to the mother. The mother said she brought them up to the area, and um, one of them left their side, went into the woods, came back just covered in that black oil. And they like went back to her place, scraped her dress, and that was the last she's ever heard of him. So it that's, was more of just that's like pretty a, cool. That's not Gestapo stuff at all. That's a that's fun. That's the men in black, man. They're, they're always there. What do you in, got? In January 1949, Strategic Air Command, which is who was responsible for all our nukes, right, conducted simulated raids on Wright Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio. They later built a fucking nuclear reactor there. <laughs> So we got, like, some strong evidence of that, like, you know, these things seem to correlate around well, nuclear we, power stuff. That's been a thing for a while, especially with UFOs, that it's, yeah. like, there's been a theory out there for a bit. I thought of this earlier when you mentioned the, the nuclear plant and stuff. I was like, uh, this kind of adds up because a lot of UFO or extraterrestrial things that I've heard of seem to be related around nuclear centers. Big energy and they, they and there's built a the atom that bomb at, uh, at Area 51. Yeah, that, so... That's where there, it's from. There's right. theory that, like, uh, extraterrestrial life is worried about our development at the time. This is where it was a big thing. Our development of the atom bomb or the hydrogen bomb or whatever and stuff. Uh, like, oh, uh, they were no. like, oh, we're, shit. we're not, we're not going to do that. Those guys also are into nuclear a, shit. Yeah, like, a, a big theory that's also a big theme in the comic book, The Invisibles, which is a, a fucking amazing comic book, is um, in New Mexico when they were testing atom bombs. They ripped a hole in the space-time continuum, and that's why things no, are man, able to come in. Hmm. It was Los Alamos. Los Alamos? Yeah, not not Roswell. Well, like that, that, like um, what is it? Osmeheimer was uh, he like he would go he would go like Area Fifty One was his play place. Yeah, that, yeah. Like they, like you can still go there for all the nuclear testing and like you can go to the towns that like they would um like set up to see how like it would react to like certain distances away like. They loved uh, a like lot that of that. Also area. happened at Los Alamos was like the nuclear testing range. For so the, I was gonna say for yeah, the military. I, I was pretty aware too of being from Washington. I live real close to, or not that far away from, uh, Hanford Nuclear Facility, and that was one of the two places in the U.S. that they made parts for the bombs. Mm. And then I think they completely assembled them in a third location, if you will. Right. And, and like that makes sense. Yeah, that that's been a, a very big Way uh, like far the fuck away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and underground probably. Yeah. That that's been uh, like a big theory with a lot of UFOs for a long time. But let's get down to the theories of what the Flatwood monsters could be. Ooh. So like the the overall theory, like you brought up, is it's an owl on a perch. With a um, an asteroid that hit the ground not too far away from it, and mountain farts that made people like kind of feel I mean, bad. How big was that makes this? Sense. They saw yeah. the thing that hit the ground. But how l- big like, did they say it was? 
Well, they said it was the size of a two-car garage when they saw it going through the sky. Hmm. But, so but they be, also but say like a softball asteroid hitting the ground will have a, a crater mark that you could like pronounce anywhere. So like like, like uh, something the size huge. of it, it a two car garage yeah. So, yeah, slamming that, into regardless the of how big it was they can they have never been able to find I believe you said earlier yeah. a crater mark from something the size of like say this building right here it hits the ground right. when you're the funny dudes know. in the suits went up there they had some bulldozer <laughs> um, <laughs> flashlights grab your shovels boys they, we got a couple of summits they had two full days to do it too so like that right. totally I mean, could happen right. Like, like, but why would but but that would be a great excuse because an right. asteroid the size of a two car garage hitting the fucking ground at asteroid speed would have left a crater as uh, big as your fucking property or bigger. yeah, yeah that's that'd be um, like that shit that hit out in uh you'd have like in, a, in Arizona you, you know you can with you'd the have big like, like a, spaceman on the bottom of it yeah like, you'd, you'd have like a one acre crater you can, yeah you can only like somebody <laughs> owns it like some some people privately own this fucking crater from an asteroid impact. I had a real yeah. bad time there because they wouldn't let me walk my dog up into that property, so I oh, drove no, all I was the way like, to it, and they how, told me to leave. And I was how, like, oh, fuck. I was like, how much do you want for me to go walk on this <laughs> yeah. gantry over here? And they are like, that was expensive. I was yeah, like, I was. are you fucking 50 bucks? <laughs> I was like, I mean, I just want to, like, poke my head out and look. Yeah, I just want to see it. And then there were signs the whole way, like, you cannot, like, no trespassing, no collecting stones, blah, 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 blah. Just owning a crater. On the way (laughs) back, we totally stopped and collected stones. Flipped them off and shit. Fucking right. (laughs) I was thinking just... So, yeah, like, that's the kind of impact crater that a fucking two-car garage-sized rock makes when it falls from space. I just, it like, I just picture a crater like a lake. miles an hour. Yeah, crater yeah. lake. <laughs> right. But that was made I, by volcanoes. No, I know, but I'm just like... Yeah. Still gigantic. It's kind of like appropriately named. <laughs> yeah. Crate, yeah. The crate, that crater in New Mexico or Arizona or whatever is pretty goddamn big. Like, it's... If it was oh, yeah. full of water, it'd be a big fucking chunk of water. Well, it, it could also be... Uh, an alien in a mechanical suit. That's a uh, like. I, 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 that's that's the one I want to be true. I definitely I do, want that to be yeah. true as well. I did kind of see that really after you. I didn't see it at first, but the picture we looked at yeah. uh, from History dot com. You said like robot thing, and I was like, fucking robot, really? Like <laughs> I don't see a robot in this. But then when I look back at it again, I was like, oh, it's totally like Iron Man steel plate. With the you arms. got the you got the, the, the you got then, the helmet that's your respirator yeah, and yeah. then the head kind of fits in there but if you look at it with the perspective of the spade over it it makes the head not look so robotic but when you took that spade out as far as it maybe being an aura or something it was like oh this is just it's like, not a long ass snaky neck and a lizard head it's like I want like a thing. Yeah, the, the picture is definitely like helmet a, is like the entire command structure for this spacesuit. That's on like you know? the, that initial so drawn like, picture is definitely <laughs> like a robot with a pleated skirt on. Yeah, yeah. Like and as scientist or businessman, I'll say businessman look more like that. <laughs> just staring oddly sure at it. A glass of scotch into that. Just like wow, <laughs> how drunk did I get tonight? <laughs> you want to go home? That's like, like uh, when uh, like uh, George uh, Jetson sh- fucks Rosie and like the uh, like for the first time and he like wakes up and sees Rosie laying next to him. He's like, "What did I do?" What? 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 I think he's making a hypothetical scenario. Oh, up. wait, you guys don't write 
like Jetson fan fiction? You know what? I'm actually about to go Why and fan check fiction out always fucking porn. This fan no, fiction. No, mine just always okay. is. Yeah. <laughs> well, stay tuned. Yeah, I think we've well, reached I, I have one one last little thing to say before the Ooh, there, there's before one last theory that I really really like that Commerce. I think might be true. And this is from a um, a 19, uh, 1950 article that the, the British sent to the Air Force. And it, the report was called The Exploitation of Purposeful of Psychological War of, or The Exploitation of Psychological War. Let's just go with that. So <laughs> what the British did... You can't read your own handwriting. No <laughs> and that's why he's a doctor. Yeah, I, I am, but I won't give you pills. So th this is the quote from this article. Our men were able to use illusions of am uh, amusing nature when in small groups. Basically, they had a 12-foot uh, scarecrow that could move <laughs> on its own power, sending flashes of bangs with every step. The peasants in its way came, uh, like, fled to the next village claiming the devil is marching with the British. <laughs> and this is a quote straight from that article in the 1950s that they were using against like, people, like, let's say Serbians. that. Yeah, that, that <laughs> didn't know exactly what kind of like, military that they were going up against. And I, I think that Jesus like, they might have just kind of used that kind of it's information. It's just military propaganda. Yeah, they, they just wanted to see what they can kind of get away with. Uh, like, Jesus. They might as well play with everybody. You could use so, a little bit of gas. Well, like, right. You can right. mess everyone up a little bit. Right. Well, like, right. It's like scarecrow. Acid gas. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> Hit them with the uh, acid gas. See what happens. Oh, uh, well, thank you very much for all of this tonight, guys. I've been... Three weeks now going on this, um, like, like rabbit hole. Yeah, and honestly, I have two other monsters that I wanted to talk about, but I just kept finding more and more weird little shit about this guy that I knew it just had to be one full episode. <laughs> so, um, thank you very much. Uh, you guys have any other questions? What What other two monsters were you thinking yeah. about yeah. talking yeah. about? You got there, me there's one now. very similar to this <laughs> that is called the Kentucky Goblin. Ooh, that it could sounds like possibly a be the this monster leaving this area and going to the uh, like another area, and the 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 story's great because it's like four goblins that like come across this uh, house of carnies, and the carnies just don't give a fuck and just start firing shotgun shells at them oh, all. God. Jesus Christ! And uh, like like that's that's about the story, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. Oh my god! And the other ones uh, about Squidgy Man, but I'm not allowed to talk about him. What about the Squanch? Or the Squonk? The Squonk? What the fuck are you? Is that talking the sad about? guy? The really sad, ugly. Yeah, pig it's the Pennsylvania thing. crying guy. You got to yeah. follow the tears to find him. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He's man. my favorite. <laughs> that sounds like the sad. That just yeah, all of it. I'm I just like, hey, let's find a monster. Oh. I I feel like he gets like if he gets happy. He just like falls into himself and pops out the other side and then is sad again and just starts walking the other direction crying. Oh, so he, he's maybe. not allowed to be happy. Well, I can see that. Yeah. So it's just a wandering sad 
yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like a so humanoid. Cool. No, like, he's like a little sausage with legs, but he, okay, he kind of looks like a dick pig. with foreskin that just pops out of both sides. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I was worried <laughs> you were talking about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be one. the oddest conversation to have with your friends. You're like, dude, you'll never guess what I saw today. And they're like, what? Like a mountain lion? And you're like, no, dude. Crazy shit. I mean, like... It was like a dick. It was like a out of dick. Two sides of a foreskin. That was, but it was really sad. You have the to saddest? find him by following his tears. It was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I started on this tear path. You mean like a dick was coming down the street? No, 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 no. It was like Check it out. It's like it was like this dick-shaped thing that was, I was crying. A long dog. Yeah. Oh, the fish. Oh, there's a long dog. <laughs> imagine, imagine a long dog with legs, but it cries a lot. And so, if you follow his tears, what does he do? Give you money? No, he doesn't do anything. He just cries and goes the other direction. It's a very sad story. It doesn't that, do anything good. It's like if the ghost in uh, Super Mario Brothers actually ran away from you every time you turned your back on it. Oh. It's like, sorry. It's like, oh, no. But if you faced it, it was like, ah, ah, ah. And you're like, oh, no, I'm going to go the other way because you're weird. You look like a dick. And then you turn around, it was like, oh, oh. peekaboo. <laughs> well, I... I have one more question about this monster. Oh, it's about like eight and a half inches long. No, the creature oh. cryptid we were talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, did it ever kill anyone? No. Just scared nope. the shit out of you. Well, people. it killed the dog, but it okay. was the smoke from the it mist was... that killed the dog. But there's only been three to four sightings of the Flatwood monster. Now, no one knows if it left its spacecraft and had legs that could walk and end up being a goblin or a mothman. It was around that time where it could grow into a, uh, like, maybe it was stuck on Earth. Oh, shit, they like, shot their larva down here to Earth, yeah. and then the thing came here and it was like... It turned into... It, and then fucking hatched. It turned into that mothman. Could, yeah. It was essentially a caterpillar at first. Yep. That right. turned into a butterfly. Yep. And then developed into, because it likes the woods or is stuck in it, uh, Bigfoot. Mm, right. Which is why you can't or ever it's find. Or really and it's, it depends on the way you're thinking, the way your Where mindset your is at. when yeah. you come across it. Ooh, kind of like it. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that well, was a lot of fun, guys. Thank you very much, Mr. Joe, for the cryptid night. It's been very cool and also a little spooky. Like, I didn't, I, I didn't really, I didn't really like the intro. It was way too tense. There was a lot of. <laughs> Did we talk about Oak Ridge? Just about it was a nuclear power like, facility. Yeah, but there's, that, a, there's a lot Oak, of crazy shit Oak, going on. Oak there. Ridge yeah. was the main headquarters for the Manhattan Project. <laughs> I guess that'll be a <laughs> topic amazing. for another for another episode. <laughs> Uh, so Sending people to West Virginia, too. <laughs> thank you, Joe, for your co-host takeover night. Uh, oh, it was great. Yeah, uh, it was fun and splendid. Mr. Sam. hey Thank you for being here and, uh, That's me. and commentating, You're as it were. welcome. And next week, we are talking with Mr. Sean. He's the oh, co-host yeah. taking over as the David What's Blank. your topic? Host. I am doing the history of pornography oh <laughs> oh 
Oh, yeah, we're going to get a little raw and dirty with it. All right. All right. <laughs> see where I die. Nice. See or, where or, would you say, bow, would you bow, say bow, Ron and bow, Jeremy bow, with bow, it? Bow, bow, Ooh, I probably should have. Yeah, yeah. That was a good pun. I'll start sharing some clips with everybody. No, 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 no. I'm going to have my... Yeah, no, that's all I'm like. So do your research. I don't... I'll bring the video. And do not tell me about how you do it. I don't appreciate getting pornographic images in the... And feel free to email Lauren O'Brien at Black Sheep and Bad Apples about any... History of porn-related topics. That's not the email, but it probably <laughs> should be the email that I have <laughs> yeah. on the website. So, um, yeah, get ready for your wah pedals. Yeah, it... it wow, wow. What, you know what? Never mind. We'll get to that later. Uh, it's been really fun. Uh, I'm excited for the next couple of episodes. Uh, Sean is going to be next week. I'm going to be the week after. And then we are going on a short little... Not hiatus, but a uh, call it a season break. <laughs> season we're gonna, break. We're going to take a couple weeks oh. and uh, build some ideas and come back refreshed and renewed. Yeah, we might throw some uh, some crazy bullshit at everybody. No, we're definitely throwing crazy bullshit uh, at everybody. I've got oh, some I, I got a serial killer and a, uh, like a, uh, um, a cult that I really want to talk about. So, uh, like, where, yeah. Where was that place in Washington that yeah. you are talking about? So Hanford. we'll uh, go ahead and catch up with Hanford. you guys Hanford. next week. Yeah. Like H-A-N-F-O-R. And I hope that, that you all listening have, en- have enjoyed what's been going on. Because uh, it's definitely been <laughs> a fun and interesting ride for all of us. And that's that's it. That's what we're doing. We're more I'm, I'm Lauren O'Brien. now than we're starting. I'm Lauren O'Brien. This is Black Sheep <laughs> and Bad Apples. And... Uh, um, that's it. Yeah, okay. Oh, fuck Hobo Johnson. <laughs> fuck Hobo Johnson. Oh, I did put that once, and, like, the guy, <sighs> like, Flatwood Monster killed him, like, three times. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, I didn't Hobo Johnson was up. officially killed by the Flatwood Monster. Yep. It's true story. You can Google it. Uh, fuck Hobo Johnson. But, fuck yeah. Hobo. Even the Flatwood Monster says that. Fuck Hobo Johnson and people who wear sandals and socks. <laughs> <laughs>